Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. When it comes to love and romance, I've never left a thing to chance. Stiffer than a froggy in formaldehyde. Now it's time to enjoy the ride. Oh, it's my range and everything. What about the plans you've made? Plans are for sissies. I've heard you'd never stray. Just give me some kissies. Always used to let my conscience be my guide. Now it's time to enjoy the ride. Hey, patrons, we're back at you with the abortion Mega Dune recaps. It's me and Liz. How are you feeling, Liz? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I went to a carnival recently. And a very hot man took me on a ride. Very nice. Is that a euphemism, or did he literally just take you on a ride? He literally just took me on a ride. Oh, okay. Um, but that was right after you and your feller had a lover spat. Yes, me ride. and my feller always fighting. <laughs> always fighting, man. And it, like, gets violent. You get knives out and shit, too. Yeah, no, we stab each other. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's very <laughs> healthy. Um, yes, so what did you think of episode two? This is episode two of Schmigadoon. A lot more drama, a lot more musical references. Yes. I, I like this one a little more than the first episode, mostly because I got the mm. universe, so it was less exposition. It was like, okay, yes. they're singing, they don't know they're singing, cool. And I There's a direct homage to Oklahoma with the basket. Yes. Basket bidding um, and calling it out for what it is, which is bidding on women. <laughs> No, you're bidding on a basket. Um, yeah, bidding, no, uh, bidding on a basket. You might be getting a woman for an evening. There, there's no strings attached. No, no, no strings. Just a not. basket and a woman. Um, there is a lot of like sexism play. Like the women don't get the alcoholic punch, and the men do. And Alan Cumming <laughs> is just like, we need to. Those labels are not working. <laughs> That and the, Cecily Strong playing drunk is always like my favorite yeah. part of SNL. So like seeing oh, yeah. it here really brought me here. I feel I like was, Marjorie oh, Taylor Green is just her being drunk. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. Um, this episode um, shocked me a little bit, um, and in the way that this show is much hornier than I expected it to be. It's, yeah, this show is very horny. 
I didn't expect this to be a horny show, and it very much is. Yeah, I I thought uh, when Dove Cameron was entering in as the new love interest, I was like, okay, maybe this won't be as horny as I think, because I right because my first thought because I know how old Keegan Michael Key is because I had to look it up for the prom video. Yes, you're welcome. He's old. He's old. Uh, also, you still owe me money for that because you put money I on do. the fact he is not I do. reaching fifty. He's like fifty. He is like past. He is fifty. 50. <laughs> and, and I how looked old up is Dove, Dove Cameron's Cameron? Twenty three. She's twenty five. Ooh, ooh, so, literally half his age. It's literally half his age. And right before they went on the date, I was like, "Let me look up her age real quick." I just grabbed my phone. <laughs> I'm like, okay, oh god. Uh, so I mean, it's what's very the age horny gap between for 25-year Aaron, age gap. Between Aaron Tveit and Cecily Strong, is there an age gap? I feel like they look of each other's age. I think they're about the same age. So I imagine Aaron Tveit is like 45 and she might be like 30s, early 40s. Yeah, I think Cecily is in... Oh, that was my phone. Uh, okay, 1984. I had to do math because IMDb didn't uh, tell me what it was. That That's... 30-something. 30 30 Seven. Yeah, and then Aaron Tveit is... She's 37. Oh, Aaron Tveit's only a year younger than... So he's still younger. Um, Much... Like, there's, like... I still think there's too big an age gap between her and Keegan-Michael Key. Like... Agree. A little much? Um, he doesn't look know. 50, though. It's weird. No. He he plays younger. It's that Detroit water. He he drank all that Detroit water, and now now he looks young forever. That's Hopefully what keeps you so young thing. and glowing. It's the Detroit water. <laughs> you look at me looking like 30 years older than I already am, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's what keeps you young. I, <laughs> I can see the irony on your face, Liz. Well, they can't see it, so that's all that matters. <laughs> I could look like a little baby on this phone call. That's true. You could. It's, you could. I, I look don't. like a baby. I got a baby face. <laughs> you do. You do. You look much younger than you are. Yeah. I worked at a kid's camp. Everyone thought I was 17. I was like, I'm 21. <laughs> I can drink you under a table. Lover Spat, um, which is the number we open with, picking up right after we did last time, where they just want to get out, and Keegan-Michael Key is like, maybe because it didn't work for us, we need to find someone else here, and she she rather irrationally just at him positing that idea. It's like, what, what you don't want to make this work? Yeah, I I think if I were her, I would have been like, yeah, let's go. Like, we're, we, we clearly can't leave. There's a reason we need to separate from each other. Like, yeah. Let's do our own thing. Just don't date a 25-year-old. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't date a literal child. Actually, there's, um, a, there's a joke about we, we don't know what her age is. So. Yeah. She could be 40 or 19. She could. Oh, she said, like, this was built when I was 14. It's like, <laughs> I remember it so well. I'm like, oh, okay. There, it's a confusing thing. And they do make fun of the age gap a bit, which almost makes it okay, but not really. Yeah. I just find it weird. It's just strange. <laughs> I love Dove Cameron. I just, no. Stop flirting with I mean, this 50-year-old man. Keegan-Michael Key is attractive. Like, yeah. And I, 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 not to say anything against him, but also, like, uh, stop, stop flirting in the overtly sexual way. Like, if it was a little bit more tame, I think I'd be able to kind of be like, all right, this is fine. But this is almost like, let's fuck. Let's fuck right now. Yeah, especially because she's, she's just like, my basket smells like peaches. It's like, oh, God, did you have to pick peaches? When I hear peaches, all I think about is the peach emoji, which yeah, also and then means it's, butt. 
And then the eggplant comes in, and you're just like, ugh. Oh. Ugh. Well, she did have a rather <laughs> large sausage in her basket. Yeah, she did. Very large sausage. Like, it, it's a horny show, and I, I was not expecting a horny show. Because <laughs> The 40s were the, pretty horny, apparently. I mean, they were horny in a different way, where they couldn't say anything. So it's, they they play with, like, the gay talk, like, with Alan Cummings' character. So he has the song um, Somewhere Love is Waiting for You, where... He, He's subtextually saying how gay he is and intending happy in the way that a lot of old 40s musicals were written. Like, I'm I'm feeling so gay, which was also the songwriter's subtle way of saying that they're uh, inserting gay subtext into their stories. And here it's kind of making fun of that subtextual style, which I think is hilarious. Oh, I loved it. And Cecily's just like, so are you gay? It's like, I tried to be gay. I come out here when I want to be gay. <laughs> I can't always be number. gay, though. Um, and it, I, I just hope that they corrupt everyone, and then Alan Cummings finally allowed to be coming on men. You know, I really, really want that to be the way that it's going to end up. Oh, yeah, like a Pleasantville situation where everyone is, like, stops being all repressed. Exactly. I, honestly, that's the best case scenario. And I really don't want, maybe it's just too early on, I don't want Keegan-Michael Key and Cecily Strong to end up together. I kind of want them to still be like, you know what, it wasn't right for us, but we can be buds. And I love you as a friend, and that's how they get out. Yeah. Or I mean, they might end up together. and I'd be I don't o- like that. I'd be, okay, I'd be okay with it if they like work through their issues throughout the show and show <sighs> character growth. But I also would rather them just be friends and leave finding true love as friends. Yes, that's how I'd like it. That's my best case scenario here. And then once they leave, they could work their issues out and eventually become mature enough to be in a relationship, maybe. But I think that platonic love is wonderful and you shouldn't shit on it. Yeah, no, I absolutely. But I, I don't know. This show might romanticize it to a degree, but we'll see. I don't know. I feel like a lot of this show is about breaking up established couples because I feel yeah. like Alan Cumming and his wife are going to break up for the reasons of gay. Um, yeah. I feel like Kristen Chenoweth and uh, uh, Fred Armisen are going to break up for reasons of abuse. Um, yeah. I feel like everyone's going to kind of break up a bit. Yeah. And then My theory out is that want. Fred is gay and is in love with Alan Cumming. Oh, I love it. Please let this happen. Yeah, that's my running theory right now because he's scared and then the mayor comes and he's less scared. Mm. That's my theory, but that's just a game theory. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're the best, Liz. Thank you. Thank you for liking my terrible memes. I love memes. Um, I, I... I hope it doesn't go on being this horny, if that makes sense. I, yeah. I kind of like, we. I want to get the horny out the way, and then we can kind of go on to, like, actual connection. Yeah, I think I think sex isn't their problem. Like, their, their sex life is clearly healthy. They fucked on the first night. They had treats and snacks all over their bed. Yeah. I love. I would love having sex over a bag of chips. No, I'll pass. <laughs> you, you instead of rose petals, just put some lays down. Some like lays and the, just of suckers on the corner. Crank. Every thrust, you just hear another crunch of a chip. And you wash your sheets. Worst UTI you'll ever get. Oh god. Your bedroom, like there's just like chips 
ever like oh my god it would get like caught in like the body like if you push a chip into your arm it's gonna like kind of stick there yeah and also again in like crevices yeah that would hurt um yeah. don't do that kids don't, don't this is this is life advice don't put chips on your bed before you have sex <laughs> you know what don't put most food on your bed before yeah. you have sex Just don't put food on your bed just how about don't mix food and sex unless it's staying in the mouth area? Yeah. Yeah. Don't like do that thing in Fifty Shades Freed where there's no, a don't do container that. of ice cream that comes out and I cried because I hated it. I hated it. I hate I hated everything about those movies. There was not a single thing that was titillating. I was just like, no, don't do that. Yeah, I watched I finished those just purely as a completion anxiety thing. I'm like, I watched the first two. I have to finish the third one. Um, I, I saw the first two in theaters, and then I was like, I think I'm good on the third one. And Please my girlfriend tell me your was girlfriend did like, not make you go see those in theaters. Yes, she did. Oh, and God you know Lord. what? I'll argue the first one is actually a movie. Oh, yeah, it's a real movie. Also, they are entertaining, so Miranda has, has a point. <laughs> um, she, she just loves trash, but she hates the trash that I like, because yeah. I'm big on, like, The Room or Troll 2 or, like, the things that are fodder for, like, riff tracks and mystery science theater. Yeah. And she likes, you know, romantic comedies and shit. Last night we watched Sister Act, and it was a joy. Is that going to win any Oscars? No. no. I'm a sucker for a bad rom-com, so I totally understand. We, while we were in Philly, we watched Mystic Pizza, and watching it, I'm like, this would be a great musical. <laughs> like, I think it was, just all wasn't it? I didn't see it. I don't know. Maybe I heard I that. I know the guy that did the script for Parade did the script for Mystic Pizza, so I'm like, him oh. and Jason Robert Brown should team up and make this into a musical. Oh, my dad has it on DVD. Maybe I should look it's into a good, that. It's a good movie. Julia Roberts is fantastic in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mostly watch like trashy romantic thrillers, largely made like, by Tyler Perry. Um, Tyler Perry. Like he had a Netflix movie that came out last year called A Fall From Grace, which is so bad. And I love every waking minute of it. It's so terrible. The plot makes no <sighs> sense. And the twist literally comes out of goddamn nowhere. And it never makes sense, and the acting is bad. And there's a point where the main actress pulls up a text message from her lover, and you can see that it's a picture. They forgot it's to like picture. crop out the part that's like one out of nine that oh is on God. iPhones. And like, it's oh. like basic shit there. That's basic stuff. Um, <sighs> speaking of Fifty Shades, have you seen or heard of Wild Mountain Time? No. Oh my God! I mean. I, it's Patreon. We we were allowed to have our tangents here because no one gives a shit. Um, it is Emily Blunt and what's his name who played Christian Grey? Um, Jamie Dornan um, has Christopher Walken and John Hamm in it. It is possibly one of the worst films I've ever seen. Um, it like Emily Blunt is this girl in Ireland who falls in love with this guy in Ireland, but he's so emotionally detached. He's like, I can't be brought down by, lo by love and all that. He's a really intense, stoic guy. And she's like, come on, be with me. Why won't you be with me? And you're ready for this twist. Liz, I know you're not ready for this twist. I am um, ready. Spoilers for, spoilers for a movie that I don't think anyone saw except for me. Um, but the re why do you think he doesn't want to have a relationship? Why do you think he's so broken? He's gay. No, he's convinced he's a bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm so confused. 
And he's like, just like, I am legitimately convinced that I am a bumblebee. And that is why I cannot emotionally do it. She's like, what if I let you be a bumblebee and we're also together? And that was how... Is and this what the writers of the B issue. movie wanted the B movie to be, but didn't no, this make is it happen? A writer director who's known for some very good, very good shows. He wrote uh, the the play Doubt and also the screenplay for the movie Doubt. He wrote Congo. He wrote um, Moonstruck, one of my favorite films. Um, Joe versus the volcano, and then this <laughs> is his like first film in like nearly ten years. Oh God! It is one of the wildest fucking experiences on the planet. You can't understand a word anyone's fucking saying. And beautiful views. Like, Ireland is a beautiful place, but that twist was like, I'm done. I I cannot emotionally handle what this is throwing at me. Yeah, I, oh, wow. Oh, my God. He thinks he's a bee? Oh, my God. Yes. Um, And, yeah, it was wild. And I... I cannot cannot recommend you not watch that movie enough. Um, but back to Schmigadoon. Yes, back, back to Schmigadoon, the goal of this show. <laughs> yeah, the goal of this show. Um, let's talk about the two versions of Enjoy the Ride. One sung by um, uh, Cecily Strong in Erin Tveit, where she she gets her own version of the song, where she's like, I'm a super horny on Maine. And he's like, oh, you shouldn't be horny on Maine. And she's like, too bad I am. Um, there are specific things about this dance that bothers me, um, and it bothers me in a lot of other things. Um, it's the triggering of things by thrusting a hip to the right or left. Yeah. Um, and in this case, it is gunshots. I know it's supposed to be like, ooh, she's so sexy, she's making these gunshots ejaculate. Um, <laughs> but in my mind, it looks like she's farting so hard that the guns go off. Because that's the way you lean for a fart, and then just a the gunshot goes off, and it... <laughs> I can't not think about that. I mean, someone might be into that. I, th- 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 there's an entire subsection of people with fart fetishes in cartoon children's cartoons, which is why there was a lot of like fart humor in early children's media. That's true. There's a lot of fart jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, because there was fetish stuff in a lot of people. Same with the Dan Schneider stuff. It, the, children's media is a lot creepier if you think really hard about it. Um, yeah, I've been rewatching the original iCarly lately, just to so I have something to watch that is like. Yeah. requires no thought to understand um and there's a lot of footstuff that i didn't notice before and oh um, god strangely i did notice it as a kid i was like man there's a lot of bare feet in this show yeah i think i was too busy like paying attention to other weird shit I'm like uh spencer is so funny i wonder <laughs> i used to always barefoot yeah dan schneider's a fucking creep he is glad he's not making kids media anymore or any media anymore yeah i will say about that gun thing it does look like a fart okay i'm not alone i will agree it does look kind of look like a fart now that you mention it but they did establish earlier that the gun is a metaphor for the penis they did but that doesn't just maybe aaron tevate's really into like fart fetishes the humor and like that caused the gun ejaculations that's true he's from an old musical so he could have a lot of fetishes that he doesn't talk about yeah look at alan coming yeah we don't we don't know what those we don't know what these people from old musicals are into behind the scenes because they're <laughs> in clean musicals we don't know about that that dude from Fair oklahoma might be into some freaky stuff <laughs> Judd Fry, the only one allowed to have this weird fetish is Judd Fry. He 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 had his posted all over his walls. Oh, he had so much porn. I had to censor some boobs. 
and a G-rated musical that is currently on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to watch Oklahoma, it's for you for a fee of Disney+. Plus. And Hamilton had to get rid of most of their F-words, but porn. Porn gets a stick. Um, you did see how they censored Splash, right? Um, yeah, they so- gave Daryl Hannah a hairy butt. Yeah. Ugh. Why? Bad, bad look. Um, but I like the song between Aaron Tveit and Cecily Strong. And Cecily Strong can pull off a musical number very well. Um, yeah. She does have um, very good control over her body in a way that Keegan-Michael Key gets a little lost in. Yeah. Um, they play to her strengths as a physical comedian very well. And she can actually dance and sing. And that's great. Oh, yeah. She does amazing stuff in SNL with song stuff. Mm-hmm. And that cartwheel, that was her. I was like, oh, good for you, girl. Oh, yeah. I can't do a cartwheel. Yeah, like, I think she did one in midair on that uh, Chance the Rapper sketch where she, like, flies in the air because they're in love, and then it's real they're not in love, and Chance the Rapper isn't that in her. (laughs) So much, so much good stuff here. Which did you prefer, the Dove Cameron one or the Aaron Tveit and Cecily Strong one? I leaned toward the Aaron Tveit one because it was horny, but in a subtle way. The Dove Cameron one was horny in a very obvious way. Like, she pulled out a sausage and two cantaloupes and a cream pie that she just licks the cream off of with her finger. You could have chose any different way to frame that. While also saying (laughs) that she's not having sex till marriage. (laughs) It's like... But then she changes her mind in the end where it's like, um, why wait? Yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. You're hot and you're totally not 50. I mean, I didn't think he was 50 either. Yeah, I didn't think he was 50, but now that I know he's 50, it like shades everything. <laughs> I and do Duff like Cameron's how the dad so is young. just immediately like, I'm going to kill you. They're, they're, I feel like racial politics are playing in there a little bit. Like, yeah. you see a white man holding a, a, a man of color with a shotgun. Um, some things are triggered in the back of your head. Yeah, there is association. Like how there's colorblind casting in Schmigadoon, but Kristen Chenoweth is not cool with this colorblind casting, which I mentioned in the pilot. Yeah. Like, she's fine with, like, an Asian woman being Alan Cummings' wife, but having a black woman and a white, black man and a white woman be a couple in Schmigadoon that doesn't live there is like, no. Is Cecily Strong white? Is she white? I think she's white. Or she's something. I don't know. I'm very bad at telling this. Um, well, she's, do, 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 do. well, she's a... It's a mixed race couple, nonetheless. Yes. I'm going to look it up. I'm bad, I'm bad at telling race. Um, I had a Filipino friend that I was just convinced was black because I'm very bad at telling race. Oh, yeah, that's true. <sighs> um, so let's talk about the people that made this. Um... It's Cinco Paul and Ken Dario, um, who are mostly known for things that are not classical musicals. <laughs> um, they are known for things like Cats Don't Dance, The Santa Claus 2, but not The Santa Claus 1, um, Horton Hears a Who, Despicable Me 1, 2, and 3, The Secret Life of Pets, um, Hop, um, you remember that movie? I Everyone's do remember Hop. Easter film. Um, and of course, Megadoon at the end. Um, but the one I want to talk about a little bit is the Lorax. Um, they wrote the Lorax song? They 
they wrote all the Lorax, uh, including a few of the songs. But have you ever listened to the cut songs from the Lorax? I haven't. I watched the Lorax once, and it was one of my earliest angry tweets that I ever made on my account. (laughs) But they did write it, and they did do the lyrics for a good amount of the songs, including, you know the song, How Bad Can I Be? That garbage song? the one that's basically about pouring oil on dolphins and saying that it's okay because money. Money. Um, I do want to say there used to be a very good song in that spot, but the studio made them cut out everything dark. And it was this song called Biggering, which I do highly recommend you listen to, which is the one thing that made me convinced that this would work. Um, And it's basically a darker, much more mean-spirited version of a song that would go in the How Bad Can I Be part, where it's like, yeah, I don't give a shit about these people. I need a bigger office. I just need to keep on biggering and biggering. And, you know, Dr. Seuss language used very dark. Um, It is a great song, and it is probably my favorite thing they've done outside of Schmigadoon. And when I heard this announced, I looked it up to make sure that they wrote this song, and I was like, okay, if they're giving the free reigns away from, like, Illumination, they can make something pretty cool here. Yeah. Illumination is a big part of why that movie failed, so. Yeah. I think that there were people that really wanted to do Seuss Justice involved in that, and then it got corporated, incorporated, incorporated. You know, corporate people ruin everything. Yeah, which is ironic, because that movie's about how corporations are bad. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, but I, I find that they're, this is where they should be as opposed to the animated landscape. Yeah. Because I, uh, I don't think they're doing that great there. Not that I've seen Secret Life of Pets because it was, looked like Toy Story with dogs. It is Toy Story with dogs. Yeah. Or I've only seen the first Despicable Me, I think. Yeah. I don't remember the second have you, one. Have you seen Cats Don't Dance? I haven't. It's been on my list for a while because I heard it's it interesting. It is a very interesting film. Um, with some great moments in it. Um, Big and Loud is probably one of my favorite like musical numbers in an animated film ever. Um, it has some great songs, some great moments in it. Um, best animation outside of Disney in that time period of like the 90s. Highly recommended. It's not going to be like Disney quality, but it, it's pretty okay. Yeah. Um, all right, back to Schmigadoon. Um, I guess we're all wrapped up. It ends with him getting a gun pulled on him, and we're going to have to see what happens next week. I have not watched Beyond This. I haven't so, either. I only watched first two, so this should be interesting. What, what do we think is going to happen in the next episode? Hmm, What's your prediction? Question. Um, I'm not sure. I believe the, far, the, the dad will probably just yell at King and Michael Key for a while. I think he'll make him marry him, um, which was kind of the... Oklahoma plot where like the dad with a shotgun forces whoever to marry his daughter so that she she is made a lady um you know the, the those old sexist truisms yeah those old ideas where as soon as you touch a woman you need to marry her. you touched my daughter you need to put a ring on that finger you held my daughter's hand now you gotta marry her okay you took her else. virtue she's been used now Oh, I was like me when I was like with my boyfriend in quarantine because we don't live in the same house, so my parents would have us stay outside. So we only held hands for over a year. <sighs> you filthy perverts! Like dating in the eighteen hundreds. Disgusting. It was disgusting. Dare you? I'm I'm sickened by you. How no, nasty I'm of disgusting. you! I'm disgusting. And now we don't. Now we now we can be in the same room, which is even worse. Ugh. Ugh. 
Disgusting. Before marriage, I thought you were a pure woman. Where's the ring on my finger? There is no ring right. on my finger. I'm unpure. This bit's done. It's, it's getting too real. I don't like it. <laughs> so, Liz, what was your overall thoughts on episode two of Schmigadoon and your cheese rating of this episode? Ooh, uh, I like this one a lot. Um, I think it did a lot well, and now that the exhibition is over, we can just get right to the stuff that we like. I shouldn't have done that. Um, we can just get right to the stuff that we like to talk about in terms of like the plot and the characters and it's it's a little horny i can i agree it, it was a little it horny a little i horny. watched it this morning it was a weird way to start out my morning it's just like yeah good morning here's some horniness a little too horny for my morning if a little you too horny me. for 10 o'clock in the morning after i just ate a yogurt i was just like well time for some horniness <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep my mouth shut there. I'll tell you that. For a, from a cheese reading, I think I'm going to give it a... I think this is a romantic cheese. I don't know. I eat chicken wings on dates, so I don't know much about romantic food. <laughs> I was about to say, it's like a good way to like get your hands all messy and all that and your face all messy. It's still... It's really delicious, though. I haven't had chicken wings in years. Um, I think the most recent I had was like vegan chicken wings, which I prefer. I don't like bones. I don't like reminders that this was once an animal. Yeah. So anytime I see a bone, I'm like, ah. Yeah, I get that. I don't mind. But that's why I prefer my chicken in nuggy form. Oh, I do love a chicken nuggy. <laughs> Nuggies. I've had a chicken. Oh wait, I had chicken. Chicken tenders last night, which is adult chicken nuggies. <laughs> Is it adult chicken nuggies? Because they're adult chicken nuggies. Because they're okay. made them in an air fryer. Because they look like little, little penises. No, the they just look, look like, like chicken. Nubs. None of them look like penises. Oh. It's very sad. But um, I'm going to go with brie because I think that's a romantic cheese. And we love brie on we this love show. Brie. We are a brie fan favorite. club. Can't confirm. I, I miss you, brie. I can't wait to have you back on the show soon. We miss you. Um, I guess the only choice I can do is a good old cheese lover spatzel because, you know, lover spat. A lover spatzel. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I like this episode. It, I liked it a lot better than the last one. I know you were kind of much like, oh, it's a little better. I thought this was much better. Yeah. Right? yeah. Because there's I not as much fighting about... or mean-spirited stuff in it. Yeah. I think the fighting was less in this one, which helped. But it, when it's there, it's goofy. Like, she gets drunk and then offers herself up. It's great. Or, like, when he, the fireman's just like, this is the gentleman's punch because it has alcohol in it. And she's like, thank you for the warning. Chugs it right in front of him. Which is what I would do, frankly. Oh. <laughs> so much like, you're a lady. You can't drink. Like, yeah, I can't. You're not allowed to drink the spirits. It'll make your mind go funny. You can't be thinking you're a woman. Next thing you'll be like having opinions on things. Opinions? I and can't have voting. opinions. Who's going to let her vote? Or being a doctor. <gasps> a doctor? I'm nowhere near that. <laughs> or a video editor. Oh, I can't. Women women can't do that. They're too emotional. Well, actually, in old, old Hollywood, women did all the video editing because it was too much work for the men. Yeah, even in Nazi Germany, a woman did all the editing. Yeah, because it was too much work for those men to cut film up. And all the men are like, now that it's easy, can we do it? And the women are like, okay. I guess. I guess we'll just not edit your thing. It's fine. 
I don't know. I, I, in my experience, every female editor I've ever had is the best editor I've ever had. Yeah. And every male editor kind of sucks. Yeah, because they put their own ego editors. into it, from what I can see. Well, no, it's just that they don't let moments sit. They just kind of, they, they, and I'm, I'm, you've seen my editing skills. I tend to be, um, a partial of this. I just need to get to the end. And, you know, it becomes kind of logistical as opposed to emotional. Yeah. Which sounds sexist now that I've said it out loud, but it is what I tend to find where men just cut like, all right, the line's over. Cut to the next cut. And, oh, all right, we're going to have a little overlap there, but all right, the film's done. When oh, yeah. like what does this mean? What does this cut mean? Why is this cutting here? Oh, no, I see what you're saying. I do I do love to linger on a moment. I love so. lingering. I, I'm too afraid to do it in my films because, you know, I'm like, oh, we got time. We got 10 minutes to kill. We're on, we're on time crunch. Time crunch. We're on a crunch. <laughs> we have time. We have meatloaf crunch to eat. Um, all right, Liz, thank you so much for hanging out with me and talking Schmigadoon episode two. Are you excited for episode three and recording it next week in our next session? I am. I'm excited. Hell yeah. I, I am too. I love hanging out with you. You're a great joy to chat with. Um, so guys, what do you think? We're reaching the end-ish. We're like almost halfway through the Schmigadoon. What should we do after that? Ooh, like, what do you want us to question. do? Once upon a time, we joked about it last week, but that's just so many seasons, and I—that's I, a big commitment. So maybe like Smash, something that was like two seasons. Or... Oh yeah, I watched Smash when it aired. Actually, was it good? I have never no, seen that episode. No, it wasn't. It was like <laughs> no, it Glee, was... but on Broadway. <laughs> oh, so at least it's a little better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Broadway, Broadway. Yeah, Christian I mean, Borle like on Christian Borle being underutilized. What about Jeremy Jordan? He's. He's on. He's in season two. Doesn't he literally just play Jonathan Larson? He's just playing Jonathan Larson, mm, but he has a friend that's him. also Jonathan Larson. So there's two Jonathan Larsons, and it's terrible. We got too many Jonathan Larsons. How oh, many Jonathan Larsons can you fit in a single only show? Only on NBC. Too many Jonathan Larsons. Four Jonathan Larsons live together in an attic. The ra- fi- <laughs> nope. Don't make that joke. I'm kidding. Who will live to the end of the series? find out it's none of them <laughs> oh god that'd be a terrible show <laughs> the premise is which one's gonna die spoilers all of them we had to... <laughs> oh god for an undiagnosed aortic aneurysm yep. because of doctor incompetence yeah thanks doctor you're great could have saved those jonathan larson's you could have made rent watchable but instead y'all wanted to kill a man and now we have to preserve rent the way it is which is an abomination garbage <laughs> at least we have tick tick boom i think i have never heard it or seen it so it is better than rent I, that's what i've heard i've never looked into it i'll probably just watch the movie and i think move the on movie is taking it in a very different direction from the stage show because the stage show is kind of like a stream of consciousness yeah like well the original version was just jonathan larson had a piano like everything sucks i'm bo burnham but in the 80s um 80s bo which, burnham. which was 
the original show. And then the the one that eventually hit off-Broadway was taking those songs and turning it into a story about Jonathan Larson. Uh-huh. And now what looks like Lin-Manuel Miranda is doing is turning it into a biopic and using those songs some places. Oh, um, I do know Lin loves Rent, so I think. It, it looks like they're going to go all the way up to the production of Rent. At least that's the vibe I'm getting from Lin-Manuel Miranda's trailer, which yeah. they did not do in the stage show because he didn't he wrote tick 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 boom well before rent was even a glimmer in his eye yeah so i guess it's interesting so that's why i think that movie is going to be interesting and lin-manuel miranda is smart enough to know like hey that won't translate but this other version of it with some of the same songs will so i'm gonna do that yeah may as well because you know what i'm sick of people being so goddamn precious about jonathan larson's work he wasn't even that precious about his own work do you know the song Your Eyes that ends Rent? Yeah. Like where Roger's like, Jonathan Larson hated that song. It was forced in by Michael Greif, who's like, we need a song at the end. He's like, it's going to suck. He's like, I don't care if it sucks. We need a song there. So he just shat that out. And he's like, I'll change it later. And then the show went on. So the best part is the song's supposed to be like Roger's greatest achievement in songwriting. It's, it's like, like, this is the song I worked so hard on the whole goodbyes. show to make Mimi love me or something. And it's like a hot piece of hot garbage that my the college friend song. wrote on the quad. The worst song on the planet. I mean, let's also be, admit that Mark's film at the end is literally a Windows Movie Maker project of him yeah, and his friends fucking around. Man. It's not shooting without a script. That's editing a shitpost montage for Tumblr of your friends. That's making a musicals with cheese video, you know, garbage. <laughs> Yeah, totally. I'm totally. Sorry. I shoot without a script because there is no you, script. There is no script. It's just an Andrew talking nonsense. Just just nonsense. And then I cut it out. He cut out all the nonsense and what do you got? A few meatloaf memes. I just, right, the sad part of the video is I missed more I missed some juicy meatloaf memes, I'm pretty sure. So. I'm sure you did. Uh, there's too many. Meatloaf has been around for thousands of years. It re- he really has, though. I wish I used more of that Tenacious D music video I alluded to, like, twice. <laughs> or more of that Yeti movie. I was running out of footage from it. <laughs> <laughs> to Catch a Yeti is an insane watch. Cannot recommend it more. Yeah. Very On that good. note, I think that's all for the Schmigadoon breakdown. Liz, do you want to send them all off? We'll see you next week for episode three of Schmigadoon. 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 Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org, because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.